Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. I'm Boutique Paul. And I am Daddy Master Senpai. And today is a very special episode. We have another interview because we're just that awesome to have interviews again, you know, after our break of taking interviews because coronavirus was just destroying, you know, part of the life of the podcast, but not completely. Yeah, today we have um, a, a very talented singer, songwriter, musician, producer, by far one of the most interestingly creative people on Instagram. Careful now, uh, he's going to swoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, uh, head, my head's just going to pop. <laughs> uh, yeah, bad. he is also the voice that I sampled for our theme song. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we present you um, recording artist, Internet Boyfriend. So, Hi, uh, everybody. Mr. Boyfriend, how are you doing today? <laughs> Mr. <good>. Boyfriend. <laughs> oh, just a side note, the ladies are allowed to call him Internet Daddy, if you so choose. Oh the fellas, too. We don't discriminate on this show. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I realized like a week and a half ago, um, I went to a protest uh, here in Los Angeles. <clears throat> Excuse me. I went to a protest here in Los Angeles, and there is a kid well, first off, I, I realized like I'm aging because he, he's like 17 or 18. And I was my, my brain's first thought was like, look at this fucking kid. But <laughs> he was he was standing on um like on the lip of a pickup truck. Like like people were marching by Black Lives Matter, like signs and people were sort of like underneath him. Everybody's wearing a mask. But this kid is like has a mask like around his chin, like not covering mouth or nose. And he's kind of just like looking around with like glazed eyes and just like observing this the observing the crowd looked to me to be a white boy who had his fist up in the air i'm assuming in solidarity but like that's kind of not how that works and he's just like openly coughing into his other hand and then at a certain point he took his his other hand down and is just like coughing over this crowd and part of me wanted to be like <laughs> son Put your mask on. <laughs> and it was like, damn, I th- uh, in in all circumstances other than financial circumstances, I am ready to be a father. <laughs> Hi guys, oh, thank you man. for having me on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh judge for, judging by that story, you were the best pick to put on here. That's one of the most entertaining stories we've had yet. <laughs> My god. Oh, all right. I I'm glad to Glad to get the ball rolling. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, why don't we start? Uh, I guess give us the kind of Wikipedia mm-hmm. bio for yourself, like the, the early life. The early life. Um, <clears throat> uh, as I'm like dealing with my sinuses over here, waking up. Uh, okay. Yes. The early, the early life. Um, my name's Dom or Dominic. Um uh, most people that follow me on Instagram, I think, don't know that. So the the listeners here get the, get the scoop. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I uh, my dad was in the military, and I moved around a lot. So when we finally did settle in, when I was in like fifth or fifth grade, um, my I like got into marching band and choir and just sort of all that stuff. And but I, my parents like stuck me in piano lessons when I was a very very young child. Um, and I was not diligent, was not dedicated, like had no, no real practice ethic because I was four. So um, you're, you're a child <laughs> because yes, because, like as many children, I was not interested in making music. I was just like, I want to play video games. Um, and I really got into 
music probably like my got into it more because I like taught myself to play guitar when I was in middle school. I wanted to be Jimi Hendrix and um, but when I was in high school, I like started writing. A, I think I wrote maybe one song in high school. It was very, very bad. Um, and I started taking voice lessons. Um, we got a new band director halfway through my high school experience and I hated him. Um, as did everybody at our high school for good reason. The man like lied about having cancer and like lied about like the band boosters, like stealing money. And, and like, he was actually taking money from the booster program and just like, was like, uh, hitting on students. It was really reprehensible. Whoa. Yeah. It was <laughs> foul, dude. This <laughs> is this, this, like the villain in a movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I don't know what ended up happening with him. His name was Mr. Anderson. That dude sucks. Um, but he sucked. So I was like, mom, um, I don't want to do this anymore. Get me out of band. And she was like, well, I want you to get into college. And if you quit halfway through, that doesn't look good. Um, what about singing lessons? Cause I had like done one, talent show in eighth grade where I played and sang, played guitar and sang a song. She was like, do you want to take singing lessons? And I was like, mom, no, that's so whack. That's so lame. I don't want to do that. And she was like, let's try this again. I signed you up for singing lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Classic parent move. Hey, how about this? It doesn't matter. You're signed up for it already. Deal Mm, with it. (laughs) Yeah, we're going like first lessons on Wednesday. Um, And I ended up really loving it. And the teacher was fantastic. His name is Mr. Bose. Um, I think he's now retired and he's like moving across the country to, uh, I think he's just going to be, he and his wife are going to move to somewhere where they have family, which is, they're so great. Um, but yeah, after, after like a year and a half of that, um, he was, I, it came time to apply for college and he was like, Hey, I, if you want to study classical music in school, that might be an option for you. Um, like classical singing, just like the way that your voice functions. I was like, I've never done that before, but okay. Um, and he was like, yeah, cool. So I, I learned a couple pieces of music and I auditioned and then I, um, I went to UCLA and I studied classical voice, (laughs) studied opera. And then, uh, the whole time I was there, I was writing music and then, Um, when I graduated, uh, in 2016, uh, I started, I just, after like six or seven months, I started making beats and just got into producing. And that is kind of where, I mean, since then it's all just been a blur every day where you're at right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like started making beats, put out an album, then started making Instagram content and then kind of, that's how we found each other and that's how we got to where we are now. Yeah. I actually, um, which I, uh, I think I explained this on the faking notes interview. I don't know if I, I might've mentioned it briefly on the pod in the early episodes, but, uh, yeah, that's actually how I found you. Cause, uh, I was actually following bad snacks and, hmm. uh, through her, I just saw a pop up on her feed one day, the collaboration you did with her for Instagram. And I was like, this is really cool. And I saw, I was like, okay, hold on. Who's this dude? Internet boyfriend. Let me check him out real quick. And then I saw some of your other videos and I was like, Oh, I like this whole aesthetic. Cause you had that whole VHS <laughs> retro, almost kind of vaporwave ish visual thing going on. And then, um, I was trying to find a little bit more about you. And then I, then I found your album press start and then I listened to it and I was like, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard ever. Like the last time I think it was just how, 
how unique your sound is. The last time I heard something that unique was um, the group. Uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with the group Chester French at all? I am not, but I will. I will. I will give. I'm not, but I'll give them a listen. Uh, uh, listen when, to their album, uh, "Love the Future." It's a really good album. It, it doesn't oh, sound like you, but uh, it's a. Uh, it's actually um, it's it's a really good album because it's 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 very unique because the dude sounds like a. Cause it's actually a duo. One of them produces mainly and the other one is a vocalist. And uh, the dude kind of sounds like, um, I forgot. He sounds like one of the Wilson brothers from the beach boys. Mm-hmm. And then the, the beats are kind of like, you know, mixture of like, like jazz and hip hop and like a couple other things. It's a it's really it. interesting group, it, but this was like, uh, this came out of like 2009 or something like that. Oh, so shit. it was like the last time I heard something that really kind of hit me in the way yours hit me was literally a decade ago. And I think oh. it was just like, uh, I, one of the things was like, I think like you're, your voice type is kind of atypical for yeah, being I'll something in like yeah. kind of like something that would be a little bit more popular. Mm-hmm. And then just, uh, I think it was just like the sounds you were using and, uh, well, especially your voice. It's like, it kind of reminded me of, you're almost like a white John legend kind of how he, it's like, yo, he, oh. his, his voice isn't just like a generic soulful voice. He has this like certain quality of it that I saw in yours. And, uh, but also mm-hmm. you had kind of beats in this kind of like weird slant to your lyrics, kind of like Frank ocean, like, kind of how his songs are kind of a little bit more weird and you you kind of have that weird kind of humor into your songs or just like kinds of wordplay you don't really see like in the realm of something that would be a more popular style of music thank you man that's an incredible string of compliments right there I, I also i also like how, how your reception to compliments because i think i like tweeted about the album and you just <sighs> seem like so surprised i was like what <laughs> somebody somebody <laughs> listen to that holy shit yeah and then uh well actually because yeah then in the because i i think i tweeted that i think you started following me on twitter and i was like oh that's cool because it's like it's twitter everybody sort of follows each other and then i think i made some comments on instagram and then you started following me on instagram and i was like that's interesting. People don't just go out of their way to follow people on Instagram normally. And then you actually, I think you actually messaged me first. And I was like, what's going I, on here? <laughs> I Yeah. Cause like, I don't know, man. You Like I'm not, I'm under no illusions about like the size of the, the following I have kind of fallen ass backwards into. It's like the, there's a, I know what the number is. I know it's not bigger than that. I know it's not smaller than that. Right. Um, so, for whatever reason at this sort of like that level um there are a lot of there are a lot of people that just like slide in and are like hey let's collab or like (laughs) just like right off the bat right bro i fuck with your music let's collab (laughs) where do you live let's link like no i don't want to link i don't want to i don't want to jam i i want to make music alone um <laughs> but no but when you when you reached out it's just like it was so genuine and so kind i was just like i don't know i you just you just seemed nice i don't want to interact with people that aren't cool to to people on the internet and it's like well let me let me let me rephrase that i don't want to interact with people that are just like too cool and can't be bothered to express mm. genuine interest and right um that's that's a lot of what you get on instagram so yeah i was i was like oh this is this is like a nice guy (laughs) (laughs) right what was the the name of that album again i wrote the i wrote the name the band down it's chester french and uh the album's love the future love the future okay sick yeah yeah they were actually at the time they were actually signed to pharrell's star trek label at the time Oh. They they actually when they first before they got signed the uh, Kanye and Pharrell were both in a bidding war to sign them. Whoa! 
Yeah, that's how that's awesome they were. <laughs> fucking cool as hell. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When you reached out to me, I was just like, oh, this is this is interesting. Like, I was like, wow, you're a lot cooler than I anticipated. Because I was like, you're just a, like to me. I was like, oh, this is just another cool artist. But I think it was also it's like me. I'm not the type who's just like, bro, let's collab. I was like. Okay, like I might mention like my stuff, but it's like I don't. Yeah. You, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> it's authentic. You're not it's, it's like approaching if, if somebody I'm with that collab, It'll be motive. like forever down the road. Like, hey, you want to do something? But it's like that's not my main goal. I was like, honestly, at this point, I'm just trying to make like friends with cool artists because mm-hmm. that's just like you know that whole community is just you know, like like I mean like like all the friends you have that are extremely talented. Like, what's it like being out there and having so many like talented friends? Like, it's like you have bad mm-hmm. snacks. Evergreen, Maddie J, mm. uh, your friends with Kiefer, like, yeah, like what's it like, or, or like Yasmin, like what's it like being around so many talented people who just like, you know, it's it's almost like you know, it's like you got a little mm. family out there of just Bro, like I'm amazing just people. To, I'm just trying to keep up at all times. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean the the thing that I really appreciate about, I mean, all the people that you mentioned, like Jesse, Michaela, Maddie. Kiefer, Yasmin, like, are just like the reason that I f- we f- first started interacting, like, is just because I liked all those people as people. Um, Yasmin and I worked in the music library together at UCLA. Like, uh, Kiefer, oh, that's a cool story. It, it was it's so wild because, like, looking back on those days, it's like what the fuck were we do? We were just, <laughs> we were, we should not have been getting paid. We were doing nothing. Um, uh, Kiefer was a, a junior at UCLA when I was a, a freshman. And I, I very distinctly remember um, he and two other musicians who are uh, in the, the sort of scene. Um, I want to say, I want to say he was Forrest is the drummer. And I think, I don't, I think Owen Clapp was playing bass. But um, uh, I showed up on like day one of it wasn't like orient it was like new student welcome and they had it was either new student welcome or orientation and they had a jazz trio playing and Kiefer was playing piano and I was I, I had never really seen jazz played before and I never um, I just wasn't exposed to it it wasn't the music that my parents listened to and and after they finished playing I was like those dudes are so good at music. <laughs> yeah. When you get into jazz, you get that kind of sense. You're just like, Oh, so that's musicianship. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very cool to see So like the first interaction I ever had with Kiefer was like from a distance. And I was like, you're so good. And it took me a long time to get over that. Um, but after I, like after I graduated, when I first started making beats was like, he was first starting to post beats on SoundCloud and like posting videos on Instagram. And I was just like, my mom has always been like, yo, if you like what somebody does, ask them how to do it. Um, and I bumped into him at a show where do either of you know, India Carney? She's a singer. Yeah. She's a singer. Mm -hmm. She was, uh, she went to UCLA. We were, uh, in the same, a collegiate acapella group together. She's very sweet and is a fantastic singer. Um, and she was on the voice and just like, it's fucked up. Um, but Kiefer was playing for India Carney at hotel cafe. And after the show, I was like standing around and with a couple of friends and I saw Kiefer and two, two of our circles kind of merged. And he was like, he's like, yo man, how's it going? I, you're, we were Facebook friends at that time. And he was like, yeah, you're, 
you're you're pretty funny on facebook i was like i didn't know you know i exist (laughs) (laughs) i was like thanks man i love your music and he was uh, i think at that point i was like thanks man i like your beats like the shit you posting is wild it's really dope and he's like yeah man of course and i was like i actually like it, it was more eloquent than this, but it was like, we like made plans to hang out and I was like, yeah, man. And I'd love to get your, get some pointers sometime. Like I'm trying to make beats. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and he just like was super generous and just taught me how to mix music essentially. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's always good. I mean, well, I mean, and look where he's at now. I mean, hmm. stones throw signees worked with Anderson pack. Like, yeah. you know, was, I think it was, he wasn't he a mind designs trio or whatever yeah. is that were live stuff mm-hmm. and i was just like man that's gotta be crazy to have like you know, it's almost like you know it's like you're personal friends with them and you knew them before all this stuff and it's like seeing them it's like you know that's gotta probably be crazy you're like man i just remember we used to just hang out just you know well well like it's, it was nothing it, it's cool but also like when you interact with kiefer it's like it's immediately apparent that the man is like a, a genius <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> oh really yeah he's like just whatever like as soon as as soon as you start talking about a subject that he's he cares about or is knowledgeable about it's just like you have oh you just are you just have a brain that functions in a way that is heightened it's very cool um like chess like he got super into chess and still is now like in a way that it's just like I don't know. It's just, he's just a brilliant guy. He's super sweet and super giving and just, yeah. And I'm assuming it's probably so natural that he doesn't even like look at it like that. Like you're, you're sitting in awe of him and he's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just doing what I do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same with when he plays piano too. It's just like, you just been doing this since you were three or like however old it's just like, it's just inside of him. It's really cool. The age that you couldn't grasp the discipline to play yeah, piano. <laughs> exactly. I, I was I was sitting at home fucking around on the N64 and Kiefer was like establishing a foundation as a musician that would take him through the rest of his life. So like. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's like it's like I was it's like, oh, he was he was being a genius. I was off eating Play-Doh. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> it's also like we're not going to compare ourselves to anybody else here. Like we've all got our own journeys. Right. And, um, but yeah, no, it just it's cool. It's honestly they're just nice people and I'm grateful to be friends with them. And then the music thing is like, yeah, it just happens to be what we all do, you know. Yeah, I like that. It's almost kind of like what uh, when we started the podcast, we wanted to just like we wanted a platform to like just, you know, obviously do our own thing. But, you know, one of our goals was to bring people on that we like and to mm. do things, not even any any way where it's like, oh, uh, we're using them for like some sort of superficial gain. But it's like, no, we we want to expose people and help them grow like we are. Like, you know, one yeah. of our, our first interview was um, actually a friend of Greg's. Uh, she uh jessica lamb she's a writer for nerdbot.com oh, and then our cool. second interview was with uh, lavish media designs who designed our current logo and is making our merch nice um our other interview was uh with uh actually one of my friends and co-workers my buddy ethan he's my supervisor right now and just he's not doing anything specific other than what we've got going at work but it's like he kind of has this mode of operating and thinking where it's like okay this dude's gonna go places mm. and then uh yesterday with uh my buddy andreas uh you know he's he's actually had his website for a a year and a half now and he said he gets like thousands of views a week whoa 
That's yeah, tight. So it's just like, you know, it's also to kind of establish a rapport with people. It's like, okay, we eventually want to bring them back and or work with them on other things. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, they're, they're cool people in general. So it's like, why not just, you know, hey, let's hang out with our friends and talk on a podcast. Yeah. And then uh, I don't I also just like um because it was amazing to see the six degrees of separation with all you guys like uh or, or just like, you know, the fact, you know, I like it's like. I was on faking notes, but you were also there and bad snacks was on there. And it's like the fact that I was just a really big fan of theirs. The fact that they invited me, on was just like, wait, really? <laughs> Cause they just sort of hit me up like, Hey, we're doing our 50th episode. Do you want to be on? And I was like, yeah, sure. Hmm. If you want <laughs> that. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's always nice when, when people that you sort of admire and like from a distance turn out to be like solid people. And Oh Yeah. For the most part, that's that's the interactions that I've I've had. You know, I mean, there's some dicks, but I mean, oh yeah, that's anything. It's it's actually funny. Uh, when I was on Faking Notes, I was talking to Trevor. He with uh he was watching our interaction on Twitter and assumed that we were like friends from way back. And I was like, no, nah, dude, I haven't known this dude for even a full year yet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I just think like your humor on Twitter is just so easy to like play off of that. <laughs> Thanks, man. It seems like man. Wait, you guys haven't known each other that long? No, it's just I know how to play with that humor, and you you say some hilarious things on, on Twitter. I'm, I'm just so dumb. Is is really the truth of it? Is the core of it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Embrace it, man. Yeah, it's part of your personality. Well, you're 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 absolutely right, dude. <laughs> it's like hmm. it's just you, you just got this great humor, I, especially like uh going through your earlier videos, like your first couple like uh mini songs. What was it a uh, Oh, it was that song you're saying talking about tucking your homies in or whatever. Oh, yeah, it was like your very first one or the uh, <laughs> the the, one, the video about uh, eating ass. Eating ass is cool now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like <laughs> depending on like the day and how lucid I am, I think I could remember most of the words, all the words to most of those videos. It's so fucking weird. It's just well, yeah, those early ones were really dumb. Like. <laughs> eating ass like the lyrics are let me see if i can get this the lyrics are eating ass is cool now apparent fuckingly and i'm not here to kink shame it's 2018 wow time flies holy shit um but it's easy to feel when i'm staring at a screen like everybody is everyone is getting some except for fucking me damn yeah and then and then you're and then i think the crowd was like man how are you guys finding people to put your mouths in each other's buttholes i can't even find someone to put my mouth on uh, my, my mouth on their mouth yeah it's like <laughs> i it's difficult man even harder now because of this whole pandemic situation but actually i also really liked uh scrolling further because aside from those few funny ones it seems like you know you kind of took this turn as really like introspective kind of style where it's like you actually listen to it, it's like you know, it's very striking, like imagery and storytelling you have because it's like you kind of deal with some heavy stuff in some of these lyrics. And I'm just like, hold on. Like, it's the <laughs> kind of stuff that makes you kind of almost like, like think about your life in a way that you never thought before. Thanks, man. That's cool to hear. It, it, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I don't know. I've always just kind of, when writing music, it, it kind of just, specifically the the instagram videos is just like the goal was not to write a three minute song the goal was to like like what's on my mind today and how do i just put that into words and if these if people connect with it then people connect with it um 
So I'm glad that I'm glad, really glad to hear that that you have connected with it. Thank you, thank you for telling me that. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, the mi- the minute one pops up, I listen to it, share it. It's been a while. It it doesn't it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the time is right for me to be sharing more more videos of myself looking into a camera and singing right now. You know, it's too much. Yeah, with everything going on, I've been kind of putting a lot of my stuff on hold except for the podcast because I was like, yeah, it's not the time and everyone's attention's really onto this so kind of tone it down yeah it's like there are more important things to be talking about there's uh, there is a a a deeply rooted set set of systems in place designed in this country to oppress the people of color and specifically black people and it doesn't feel right for me to post a video about eating ass it's right (laughs) it's like I don't know, man. And it's also it's like it's like, do you write a song that's relevant to the times or it's like you get a question? It's like it's probably you're like, it's probably not my place to touch on this issue musically because it's like, you know, Mm. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Yeah. that's understandable. How are you? So, Greg, you've you've been pretty quiet. Do you have do you have any questions or anything you'd like to say? I was just going to ask. Not not really. What what did you because have have you uh, have you seen any of the Instagram videos at all? Uh, a couple here and there. Pretty much, I see the reshares that uh, James posts like crazy. Um, but no, the, the first you, section of this, I kind of expected then. to just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I, haven't, I haven't shared all of them. I wish I did. I, though. I should just go I, back and share every single one. <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. I just felt relevant to say. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I just expected to kind of just sit here and like soak it in because, you know, I'm not a musician myself. So when you guys are sitting here and talking, I, it's like it's like I'm in class. I'm oh. learning, you know, he tried. So we had I'm, an episode I'm uh, perfectly OK with just sitting back and hearing all this new yeah, info. Yeah, we, we had an episode where, uh, you know, he downloaded. They had a uh, Ableton suite was uh, free for 90 days. You use He downloaded and he made a beat and it's in one of our episodes. Yo, mm. Which episode do you know off the top of your head? Uh, it's actually, it said, uh, it has actually, uh, I think it's titled Daddy Master Senpai Learns Music oh, Production. Perfect. That, so he that kind of, I was like, down. cause we kind of traded cause he taught me how to play Magic the Gathering. Oh, so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give you some pointers on making a beat. Dude, hell yeah. Are you, are yeah. you into, um, I, I've not played Magic. Are you into like other, like, like, uh, tabletop, like role playing games and stuff? He he plays Dungeons and Dragons if that's what you're gonna ask because I know you're into it. I, I can speak for myself. Was, Thank you very yeah, much. <laughs> Greg's been silent for like, no, four, like the whole time. I've uh, I've been playing since uh, I was 20 years old. Ooh, I want to say yeah, I'm 27 now. So it's been a while. But yeah, I was supposed to make two tracks for that episode, and because I had a deadline, I made one, and the other one wasn't quite like where I wanted it to be. So I still have like. 50 some odd days left of that Ableton mm. trial. So I'm going to make use of it and finish that up. I've promised the listeners a second. Hell track, yeah. And they're going to get excited. It. But without a deadline, I'm, I'm certain that I can put plenty of effort into it and get it to where I want it to be. Yeah, of course. But yeah. But you know, he, he is a master at the tabletop games. Mm. How did you, how did, how did you first get into Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, a buddy in, a buddy of mine, his name is Chris. He, uh, he introduced it to me and I don't know what it is about it, but, when it comes to that, it's I, every information, every little bit of information I soak up about that sticks forever. Mm. You know, like the first thing I did was I took the entire like 300 page handbook and read it front to back. And now I can like reference every every bit of it from memory, you know, at, Damn, at this point, son. after all these years. That's I, so sick. I wish that I could turn that into something else, you know, and apply mm. it somewhere else. But I, that's just where it works. 
dude like i mean do you dm have you are you a dm i have it's not my favorite thing to do so i don't do it too often but yeah Mm. i do Mm. as because i mean like there are plenty of dungeons and dragons play podcasts like that's Mm. that uh that the the couple podcasts that i really do listen to is like because i mean these days it's it's not as much i'm like i'm in my home and i have to be stimulated i have to be maximum stimulated at all times Mm. um and it's like like a podcast for me doesn't always do it because I just I start working on stuff and I don't pay attention. Um, but if you if you felt inclined to DM, there's like I mean I don't know if you listen to any, but like do you know any D and D podcasts? Do either of you pay attention? Uh, I listen to Dungeons and, Dungeons and Daddies. Dungeons yep. and Daddies is so good. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> they don't even play D&D half the time. I'm just following the story. Yeah, I also, I started not another D&D podcast. I just haven't gotten, oh. I, I've just been like, I got a few episodes in and I still have to finish it. But, uh, you know, I've mm-hmm. been following with Dungeons and Daddies and that's, that's, that uh, story is just getting wild every episode. And I'm just like, how are you guys coming up with this? <laughs> it's so good. Greg, have you have you heard not another D and D podcast? Have you? Listened? I have not yet, uh, but it is on my list of things to listen to. I that one, oh lord, it's so good. <laughs> it like like Dungeons and Daddies is so over the top and ridiculous and great. Not another D and D podcast opens with them talking about like dragon pussies, <laughs> 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 and it's like. They they uh they did a like a bonus like a like a Patreon episode where they're talking about like yeah um the two benchmarks for like if you can like this show there's at the beginning when we talk about dragon pussies in the first episode that's like the hurdle that you have to clear and like mm-hmm. forty episodes in in character they're killing a giant in the frozen tundra and he's the DM is like he's talking about like wanting to go and see the um the 3d uh animated remake of the grinch in Mm -hmm. theaters (laughs) and it's like the most it just happens in universe it's so fucking stupid and it's so funny and it's like yeah if if somebody can get past those two moments they're gonna like it but oh my god so funny i i stumbled across it when they had like five episodes out and i've been hooked ever since you should check it out it's really good all right. Yeah, I mean, I've been I'll, trying to get I'll through make it. sure to. I, I listen to like eight different podcasts, if not more, simultaneously while I'm at work. <laughs> I feel that, man. That's very real. <laughs> on, on top of like trying to listen to music, because like I just it's so hard because there's so many things that come out all the time. And especially like following all of you guys, you and like the guys, the people you're friends with. It's like everyone's always coming out with stuff and I have to like catch up to it. Like because there's so much happening, like uh, like when Neat Tape 2 dropped, I was like, okay, I got to listen to this for like ever. And I was like, okay, I listened to that for like a couple weeks straight and then did it. And then Maddie released Mood Swings and I was like, mm. oh, this is amazing. And then uh, what was it? Uh, I've been bumping the new Killaman's Ego track, uh, Black so Weirdo. It's good. so good. Uh, Run the Jewels she- 4 came out. So I've been trying to listen to that all the time too. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. there's too much sounds going on. I can't consume it all. And then um, yeah. I know, uh, I, I think you've, you've got something out coming out soon, right? Something on the eventually. way. Yeah. Um, I have not officially, I haven't announced it on Instagram. I'm not going to promote it too much. I just like, right. But like the scoop is, I will, I will give it to you here. The, the first look at the first official public look at the project. Um, yeah, I just, I've got, it's just a little EP. There's five, five tracks on it. Um, 
four full songs and an intro. Um, it's going to be out July 10th because that just okay. happened. It just happened to be a month from when I uploaded it to Spotify and distribution. And uh, it's just like, I don't know, man. I have these like these four particular songs are just like really sappy love songs. Um, and uh, that was not most of the music that I've been writing for the last like couple of years. I mean, like you said, it's just been a lot of like introspective, like dealing through like walking through feelings but with words and music and this felt like i just like happened to write four songs that were like just like straight up love songs like not to anybody in particular like i think that i think only one of them has a specific person in mind um and it's like the only sad one (laughs) (laughs) um uh but the it's going to be called songs to send your lover and the the goal is like because like when when i have first started like talking to somebody like oh you're you're cute i got a little crush on you like (laughs) what's this about i don't i don't know what this i don't know what the step to take here is but do you want to make each other a playlist like what music do you listen to um so the goal is like I mean, one is like for people to just like send this to people that they care about. Cause like, I just want it to feel like a warm hug, you know, um, like the world is on fire. I'm not going to offer. I know that I have nothing really insightful to offer new to the conversation about either coronavirus or the lo- the centuries long histories of race and race relations specifically in our country. But like, what, what do I have to offer? I can see if I can make people feel calm for 15 minutes as they listen to this. So I don't know if it'll be like widely streamed anywhere. I think it probably will not, but I, uh, the goal was to make something for um, people that pay attention, people who care, like people like James, like people like you who, who do give a shit um, about what I'm making and to just feel like just something to, for those people to enjoy and to oh yeah i'm actually still waiting for that uh because is is that one song is this gonna be on the ep it's you've dropped it like a teaser for it multiple times it's uh the lyric i think it's like uh you can call me daddy or whatever no it is not this <laughs> that's this, not on there oh that is that be, gonna come out <laughs> ye- at some point yeah when it feels like when it feels okay globally for a song in which i say the words you can call me daddy to be a to be a song that is released yes but this these these ones are like i think that i think all of them except no all of them had little clips on instagram um but it's like the the sappier ones like they're really like like um yeah i'm i won't tell you which ones because i i would like for you to right. be, be surprised but but also like you'll recognize I'm like you of all people will recognize um, when okay. they're when they are out. You'll be like, oh shit, I remember this one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, on that note, I think we gotta take a water break real quick. So everybody, grab that water. <laughs> Thank you. 
There it is. Everybody's <laughs> got to get one in. <laughs> okay. And we're back with our conversation with Internet Boyfriend. Yes. We have returned. <laughs> we have returned from yeah. uh, you know, be, being hy- becoming <clears throat> hydrated enough to continue our conversation. Dude, honestly, now I'm just, I can't stop thinking about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> It is it is my it is my true passion. I don't care about music. <laughs> as soon as you walked away during the break, that's immediately what James brought up. He was like, "Oh, you met a fellow D and D nerd," and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> the religion spreads, you know, dude. It's wild, and how quickly mm-hmm. you get sucked in." Mm-hmm. It took all of like maybe the first twenty minutes of making a character for the first time, and I was like, "Yep, this is it. This is my life now. I'm it's- devoted, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah." What was what was <clears throat> what was the first character you ever made in Dungeons and Dragons, if you remember? Yeah, okay, I remember vividly. the The very first campaign that I was ever a part of was like it. It it kind of created this whole running gag amongst our play group that ha- there's a character that reappears, but that that's not the point. Um, the the first character I ever made because you know I was playing D and D under the impression that the character has to represent you in some way. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, like I was less about the role playing and more about like imposing myself on the character. So that. it was, I didn't want to just call him Greg. So I thought like Victorian names and whatnot. So I called him Gregory Lighthammer, right? Oh, into and it. he was a he was a cleric because you know like I, I I view myself as the type of person that just wants to help people, mm. and um. Uh, a lot of the time uh, that I had to spend away from the campaign was because of my work. And I worked at a, I worked at a place called Diacon Logistics at the time. Mm-hmm. And so our DM, Chris, the buddy who, who got me into it, he created this this big bad for the for the story called Diacon the Lich. Right. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> That's so funny. And then- and every campaign that we've ever played in, in some way, Diacon gets referenced. I and it's just it. great. That's, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Funny. Mm-hmm. That's great. How many are you? Are you? How many campaigns are you involved in right now? Is it just one, or do you have like multiple going? Right now, it's it's just the one. We were on like hiatus for the whole Corona thing, so we're we're kind of just waiting until it fits into everybody's schedule to restart. <sighs> that makes so sense. That's, yeah. That's what we're waiting on. Um, there's a second one in in the works that's being like planned and structured mm. and everything, but that one's more involving. Also, it's only going to go a couple sessions before we kill it, so that we can restart it for a side project. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be involved in. Yeah, something. Yo, we, we, <laughs> you're going to be playing? Have you have you played mm. before, James? I I think I played once when I was at a friend's house, and someone was me was like, "I've got D and D stuff." You guys want to play like a, a little mini campaign for the night? And I, I the only thing I remember was I, I asked to be um, I don't think I was a- actually anything that's in Dungeons Dragons. I asked to be a Han Solo action figure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't so remember was, anything else other than that. So this was like it sounds like it was pretty recent. No, this was like I was kidding. <laughs> actually, now I think about it, it was probably dude, it could have been like 12, 13 years ago damn but yeah that's what the uh that's what the second project is or well the second campaign is you know it's just it's to get everybody that hasn't played into it you know teach them everything and then we're going to end it and then start the project but i wanted you know for the uh 
what's the what's the word I'm looking here for here? This is a running gag. I'll figure it out later. Um, I wanted the show to not sound like everybody's learning in the first episode. You know, I oh, wanted it to course, sound like yeah. like it's been developed. And so to do that, we have to do the campaign prior so I can teach everybody everything. So right now, yeah. like my collection of books are on loan out to everybody right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I think that something we don't pay attention to when listening to like when there's so much of Dungeons and Daddies that has to get edited out. Like there's mm-hmm. like and same with not another D&D podcast, like any of these shows where they record for three hours and they cut it down to one hour. It's like mo- most of it is like logistical stuff and like roles and figuring it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the, the goal that's, is to um is to come up with a workflow where I don't have to do as much of that because I handle usually the technical stuff like like the podcast mm. is like almost none of it is edited mm. at all mm-hmm. except for like just like maybe certain spaces like we used to well we used to record straight and then I'd edit out the sections for the water break but mm. well I've decided to just do three separate recordings and just take the files I actually have a um well I had a template for recording with all the plugins and stuff and the way it was set up to like maximize my workflow and streamline it. But we're recording in separate rooms now because that's more comfortable and us yeah. recording separately means we don't like bleed into each other's microphones. Oh, of course, so I had to yeah. come up with a new workflow, but, uh, but yeah, cause yeah, I was actually, uh, cause, uh, actually he got me, I haven't watched any more of it. I watched a few episodes of Harmon quest. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan Harmon's uh, D and D thing. And, uh, yeah, you can tell it's like, I can only imagine like watching like all of the stuff they recorded for it as opposed to like, oh, here's this little 30 minute mm-hmm. episode that, you know, all these animations and cool stuff. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's so much gameplay you're not going to hear because the the average listener who's not even who doesn't play isn't going to be like, yeah, I I don't want to hear all these mechanics going on. Let's just get to the good stuff. Yeah. Dude, I mm, I fucking love Dungeons and Dragons. We I, I started a campaign with some friends about a year ago and we haven't played in like six months and it's it's a shame and i we also like speaking of maddie and and jesse and michaela um my my one of my best friends my best friend michelle and i michelle got me like a starter kit like a D starter kit mm-hmm. uh a like for christmas in 2018 and we finally cracked that sucker open in march um, with Michelle, Maddie, Jesse, and Michaela, and I'm I'm DMing, and mm-hmm. so, like because of the pandemic, we haven't played in like a month, and just like Michaela's streaming all the time, Jesse's teaching, Maddie's doing stuff, Michelle teaches flute, uh, full time essentially, and I'm sitting around twiddling my fucking thumbs. <laughs> uh, you streamed Ready. once. I streamed once, but that was, was a daddy dating simulator or it whatever. Was so fun, but now again, like similarly, it doesn't feel like a good time for me to be streaming a game called Dream Daddy, the daddy dating simulator during like the Pe- people the state are being murdered, and you're here, yeah. just, you know, virtually try to date dads. Yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> It's not a, it's not good optics, one. <laughs> and two, like, it's, no, of course not. <laughs> it's just, it's a little bit in bad taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like that everybody, uh, I like the people who are like using their platforms 
to kind of contribute. Like I watched the was mm-hmm. the No Justice No Beats stream. Mm, that was, that, great, uh, yeah. was it uh Bass Next and No No FX um yeah. posted, which all, all those beats were killer. It was amazing. Also it's like when uh, uh also when she posted like the number the final number on what was donated, I was like, whoa, so like much a, money raised. Over it's like over a, a thousand or something like that. Yeah. In like in like what two hours, an hour and a half is very dope. something like that. I know I, I I donated separately and I also bought the sample pack. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so uh, that was yeah. a cool stream. Yeah. yeah I was like, uh, I was because I was thinking I was like, OK, I'm not putting out stuff. But at the same time, I'm working overtime all the time. So I can't even make stuff other than the podcast. So I was like, man, I've got like stuff I've like been wanting to put out, but it doesn't feel right. But also I can't finish it because I have no time. Like I have yeah. uh, I have one. I have two more beats that uh using drums from um the crack pack Mm, so good dude Mm. oh dude he uh yeah dude those drums are so awesome miles is his shit he's so fucking dope oh he's so good yeah i have that and the both of them also have uh neat tape two samples in them also Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm just trying to you know when i can find time to actually make those because like you know i got i got my sp404 and i added my little portable turntable Mm. so i was like you know that's the past couple of videos but i was like man i can't really create anything it's crazy but also i have no time because i'm working yeah. 50 hours a week and that's... by the time i get home it's like because i I'm, I'm up at 5 30 to get ready to go to work and i don't get home till 5 30 so literally 12 hours of the day is just like sucked into the work life yeah, and then man, greg, greg gets rough. to you know he he's he's still not working so it's like mm. i'm all i'm working all the time he's at home i guess doing what he does he, he keeps occupied though Mm-hmm. I feel that. Try to stay busy. The only thing I can do. It's very real. What have you been doing to to stay busy? Um, now that the uh, now that the lockdown's been basically lifted uh, out here in Michigan, I've just been finding every excuse I can to go and interact with my friends in some hmm. way, shape, or form, just to like reestablish and be like, I'm still alive. I'm still out here yeah. doing things. You know, it's generally it comes down to uh, either sharing and hobbies or like working on people's computers you know i had i had to help my buddy uh upgrade his and you know swap some parts out and stuff like that but mm. basically just going around you know lending a hand here and there good that's awesome yep and i'm i'm just slaving away <laughs> damn man yeah i i, I, I think the, the worst part is like it's like because i'm like okay i can still do the pod it's like i'm disappointed i can't really work on music stuff but i'm just really disappointed i can't like sit down and watch movies like i want to because mm-hmm. I'm really big into movies, but there's no time where I, it's like, how much time do I have to watch uh, like a two hour movie? Yeah. Like at the end I, of my day. No, nah, I don't want to do that. Cause I'm like, you know, I can't pay attention. And just, yeah, you know. I feel that man. I, I had a, like a nine to five. Well, it was a, I, it started as like 8am to four thirty, And then eventually I switched it, switched it to 7am to three thirty, So I could get out and get home and get to work on music earlier. But, yeah at the end of at the end of a long day it's like what do you want to spend your time on because that's all it is like that's what that's so much of what i think people don't really understand about trying to develop a career as an artist or a musician or whatever your passion project is it's just like you have to be stubborn in choosing to spend your time working on 
whatever it is you want to be working on whether if you're a baker like bake it like when you get home at the end of your shift like baking more uh when if you're a visual artist like when you're when you're at starbucks like thinking about what you're going to draw when you get home if you're um if you're a musician like i am constantly at most time well not as much these days because i'm mostly preoccupied by the 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 trash fire that as is our fucking justice system um but like thinking about lyrics thinking about beats thinking about music listening to music just consuming and trying to to grow and 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 understand it's like it's constant and you have to be doing things that are going to benefit your mental health and your well-being in order to facilitate that and i it's it's interesting. I think a lot of people get it, but a lot of people are also sort of under the impression that it just kind of like, yeah, you write some songs and then like if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's we increase know. our chances of of working towards having a career by obsessing. I hate to say it, I don't know. Yeah, that's the kind of the approach I have to take. It's like I'm trying to figure out to streamline my process to maximize it because it's like mm-hmm. even when I don't have to work like all these hours, even with a 40 hour week, it's like, okay, how do I get, what's, what's the cleanest workflow to where it's like, okay, I can take care of my mental health, my physical health. You know, I'm married. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to spend time with my wife. So it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, that's, that's why it's like, okay, that's why I got started getting into doing the Instagram stuff. Cause it was like, okay, it's not hard for me to come up with something that's 60 seconds or less. Yeah. As far as making some making like a three minute track or even an EP or an album, that takes a little bit more. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait till I get a more freed freed up time to work on stuff like that. Here, I'll work on the smaller stuff. And then the podcast, obviously, because, you know, I think, you know, I mean, we're trying to definitely build the podcast. I mean, this first year we decided is pretty much just building content and then just trying to build a decent fan base. And then we'll 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 see how we can maximize mm. it on there. But I mean, you know, we got the merch now, and we've had some sales, so it's like we've actually, you know, we're making a, we made a tiny bit of money. But yeah, you know, it's just trying to find a space where we can, you know, take care of. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, you know, th- when the lockdown happened here, I was off of work for four weeks, and that was the most refreshing thing in the world for me. Yeah, it was like. I'm not working. I'm getting so much stuff done. I was cooking most of the time too. So it's like, we didn't have to get takeout all the time. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, so this is what it's going to be like when I can actually pursue my stuff full time. It's like, you know, not going to the nine to five, yeah, doing man, what I love. And then just, you know, trying to be as healthy as possible. Cause it's you know, real. It's, if anything, it's, it's a taste of the life so you can refresh your drive. You know, I mean, it's going to motivate you more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is what it can really be like. It's, it's attainable. All right. I'm about yeah. this. Now it's like I gotta bust my ass twice as fucking hard to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, have, <laughs> yeah. have you guys? I don't know if it's. I think it's Warren Buffett, but it could be wrong. It's some like rich dude. But do you know the like five and twenty five rule? Is this a familiar thing to either of you? Five and twenty. Is that similar to the eighty twenty rule? Well, the eighty twenty rule is like eighty percent of your shit comes from twenty percent of your whatever. Yeah. But um, the five and twenty five thing is like maybe it's not a rule but it's like it's a way to determine what pursuits to sink your energy into and wow. you make a list of 25 things that you want to pursue um and you prioritize them like most important least important so like this is not a thing i've done because i don't have 25 things i want to pursue for me it's always been like music end of list 
Um, but <laughs> so it's I one like thing, <laughs> yeah. But it's but but the, but the specifics within it of like, um, I would like to be able to go on tour, continue develop uh, streaming numbers, continue to cultivate a following online, um, develop relationships with other artists, and um, continue to be improving upon my craft daily. Um, but then the rest of that, like that's like the first five. So you make a list of 25 things and the the top most important five. So if it's like podcast, beats, um, whatever the other three are, you focus all your energy on those five things and you avoid the other 20 things like the plague. Because it's like the idea is that if we have, if our energy is going in too many different directions we're not going to get anything done because we'll be giving 1% here. Like, I don't know. We'll be giving 4% to 25 different things when instead we could be giving 20% to five different things. And it's just a, a more, more productive way of, of a, a, a hypothetically more productive way of approaching um, uh, what we want to do with our lives. Shit. I got to do that. I'm going to do that when we get off the call here. Just make your list like, okay, what are the things Bobby I do? What are the things I don't do? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, uh, yeah. And then we're also trying to figure out the best way. Uh, cause, cause we've always, we've always intended the podcast to really be a communal thing. That's why we mm-hmm. try to bring in all the people we can just so it's like, okay. Cause I mean, realistically it's like, like this, this episode will be on the internet as long as we exist. So it's like, whoever Ooh. listens to us, they're gonna be like, oh, let me check out this dude's music. I hope I don't say anything to get myself canceled, dude. <laughs> you know, Andrea no, said right. the same thing yesterday. He's like, man, I hope people don't. I hope you guys want me back. I hope I don't get canceled <laughs> for what I say on here. I'm going to accidentally say something super fucking harmful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, or it's like, you know, like, like how I was on faking notes. It's like, you know, that's going to be on there. And then yeah. anybody who comes across my episode might check out my stuff or, you know, mm-hmm. or I mean, honestly, it's like because this is actually I think this is what like the fourth thing you've like been featured on this year at the beginning you were on friends magazine you yeah, were on uh cool. eric's will you be my friend yeah well I, I actually reached out to you and became he's friends with dude. after i've been after i like listened to his stuff he's really he's a really nice guy he's his music's sweetest. awesome too like the cu- couple yeah. singles he put out recently in that 365 mm-hmm. album and then you're on faking notes and now you're on here so it's like you have four different things if anybody happens to stumble on those shows it's like oh that just that almost increases your chances for growth you know, and that's really the, you know, that's really the goal. That's what I like. It's like, you know, it's not more as much about us as it is, you know, oh, we can help other people. Like we have this yeah. kind of joke where um, we're trying to build a solar farm and everyone's a solar panel. There's yeah, also like, an in, of, there's also a kind of a big joke about it, but <laughs> no, there's a joke. I said, um, I ended up talking about Legos and I said, when life gives you Legos, build a solar panel. And, oh. uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's just the kind of mentality of we're just trying to get everybody's a panel and we're trying to, you know, create this massive farm and, you know, provide energy to everybody. Yeah. What were you going to say, Greg? Oh, um, in, in my mind's eye, I always saw this podcast as a uh, nexus of opportunity is, mm-hmm. is how I like to view it. You know, I, it, it may not be large right now, but my end goal is at some point for it to be large enough to where I see someone who has uh, a project or something that they're passionate about and they just need to get it out there to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, put them on the show and then instant audience right there. That's, yeah. that's my objective is, uh, 
support for other people's projects. That's which awesome. Is weird because I should be focused on my own, but <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, but there's a way to go about doing that. I think like, hmm, I don't know. Podcasts, podcast, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I don't know. It's, it's difficult without like a hook, mm. like a, like a D&D podcast has a real like, yeah, we can fucking people like Dungeons and Dragons, get them over here. Four mm-hmm. dads sucked out of our world and drawn into the Forgotten Realms. I'm mm-hmm. so into that. Right. We're um, just a couple regular dudes who are just talking about whatever and talking to our friends. <laughs> yeah, but you <laughs> guys there's are not great, like a hook so. for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's really just kind of like a. And that's what the intention of doing the interviews. It's like, you know, kind of back and forth. It's like, you know, our audience can experience this person. Their audience can check us out if they want uh it's kind of like a like that's why i like uh, how you do uh, all these collaborations you do it's like i wouldn't have been able to find a lot of the artists that i like now if it hadn't been for like finding the couple of people like like you know like yourself and all the people you collaborated with because it's like generally whenever you post something with somebody new i follow that person just to see like what else they have yeah of course it's like yeah i don't know i think that the most important the first somebody asked the other day it was like Oh yeah, somebody. I I decided to like give out f- a free lesson to anybody who like sent me a receipt for like forty dollar donation or more to a. a, a I remember cause. that. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Yeah, yeah, that's what it and, was. And it was really funny. There were these three Danish kids who were fifteen, sixteen, and sixteen. They're the sweetest fucking kids just like and they they made this track that slaps or maybe not danish i think they're i think they're from denmark i'll I'll have to double check but i'm i'm 90% sure and they made this song that's like this like pop anthem this like 80s ballad anthem type thing not a ballad but it's it was great and we were doing a little feedback and i was like yeah like what other questions you guys have and one of them was like how do you collaborate with people like how do you start collaborating with people i was like well one the three of you are already doing it because like what you've made here is a collaboration where you've you've all produced on it you've all written on it you've all played instruments like that's like you're doing it but to in order to build a like to to start collaborating with other people i think the most important step is to demonstrate excellence in your craft whatever that is because like if somebody reaches out if if some these 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 dudes that reach out and are like hey let's collab no other one no hello no like i like what you do no nothing it's like okay well like if their message is if the message is sweet if it's like hey i like what you do my name is so-and-so do you want to make something together then i'll like look at their profile and see what else they've done and if what they've made is cool then i'll think about it but like already the list is kind of long of like people that i want to make some stuff with and like there are projects on the back burner and it's like we only have so much time in a day right so the most important thing and i think like the main reason i started putting videos up on instagram was like to, to be able to show people like here is what I do if you like it dope if like Jesse reached out to me bad snacks because I had some videos up and she's sweet and we had a lot of people in 
we knew a lot of people in the same circles and I, she was like, Hey, I think we should be friends. Do you want to like hang out and make some stuff? And I was like, yes, that's so refreshing. My God. So I don't know if you could hear that on the microphone. There's some, some loud screaming outside of my apartment, but I was just wondering, like you looked and I was like, wait a second. I hear something in the background, dude, yesterday night, there was some, some loud sounds in my, my neighborhood. It was bad. Um, but it's it was the first time that fireworks went off and I was like, damn, those sound alarmingly like gunshots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, here whenever it's fourth of July, we kind of play a fun little game. Was it was it fireworks or gunshots? Because people usually end up getting shot on the fourth of July here for some mm-hmm. reason. Not around here specifically. I mean, not, not in, in our the... neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. no, we live in a pretty safe neighborhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, no, that's actually um that's actually kind of why it's like, you know, I've been trying to like build up my content because I and I noticed that's how a lot of you guys operate. I was like, okay, just build the content and then, you know, things will fall into place if, if they should. Yeah, man. It's that's, like, that's why I interact with people. And it's like, you know, I like, I just want to, I want to be a fan first. It's like, I'm not concerned. Like, yeah, eventually sure. We could do something, but it's like, I don't want to like hit you up with that. Like when, uh, those people who get those apps with those bots who like end up in your, like uh question boxes in your story, that you you raged about that one time it happened. And I was just like, wait, people are really doing this? Like, hey, bro, I got that fire. Check out my profile. And I'm Dude. just like, mm-hmm. what? It, oh, my God. People are the fucking worst. I, it is exhausting to to spend time on the Internet. Like, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a delight a lot of the time. Like, I, some of the best, some of the best friends I currently have, I have largely because of the Internet, both in terms of like we met on the Internet and it has allowed us to stay in touch However, it's not the internet is not bad. It just amplifies all the traits that a person already has. And if somebody is already like a cloying sack of shit, the internet is just (laughs) going to make that apparent so much quicker. You know, it's. But if somebody is, oh, did I? Oh, are you guys there? We we froze for a second. Yeah, yeah, freaked out for a minute. My screen was oh. My internet connection is unstable. Um, We're both connected by <laughs> Ethernet, so our, our connection's pretty good. Yeah, you guys are rock solid. It's my <laughs> Wi-Fi is trash. Um, well, I mean, you are in an apartment complex, you know, so like all the noise in the air. It's yeah, it's it's fucked up. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, so if somebody's a butthole, the internet is going to make it apparent that they're a butthole real quick. However. If somebody's like a delight to talk to or is like insightful or funny or interesting in any capacity, like there are opportunities to to showcase that on the Internet. And it's yeah, it's just another another way by which we can learn about people. I don't know. Honestly, I love a lot of the non-musical things you guys post sometimes. Like that one uh, that one tweet that you've been laughing about for like days on end. <laughs> That was so hilarious <laughs> because the English language is so much fun. <laughs> it was so funny. So, oh my God, Greg, there's this tweet. Mm-hmm. Hit me with it. I, I'm going to, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know how to access it right now. Cause I don't know where I saved it or who, I don't know the guys at like I didn't even I didn't even pause to register like any information surrounding it. It was so funny. <laughs> and it hit me on like a 
at the core of my being. And the tweet is, damn girl, you find as heel, H-E apostrophe L-L-L dot dot dot. <laughs> I won't you, W-O-N apostrophe T-U. And, and re- reading that, it's like interesting because your brain sees mm-hmm. all those words in a row and it's like, <laughs> you're just like just he's got to pause for a moment and think did you really just like you you saw this as you were typing it and said yeah that's good that's good well, Send. Here's, here's the thing it was intentional and it was brilliant it was the most beautifully written like perfect piece of like I mean it's it the idea that genius comes in short spurts is not new brevity is the soul mm-hmm. of wit this is like it, it's girl girl you find as heel i won't you eight words that require a knowledge of the way that one the human language functions two to to be able to know what that's going to do to somebody's brain and they're going to know like somebody's going to look at this and be confused as fuck but then it's going to hit like five seconds later, which is like exactly what happened with me. Like I, I read it. It was the first tweet I saw when I woke up that morning. So I was like bleary eyed and confused. Mm -hmm. And I read it and I was like, what the fuck? It was literally like, (laughs) what the fuck is going on? I don't, uh, Oh my God. That's the funniest shit I've ever read in my entire life. And I laughed <laughs> aloud for a full minute and a half. And then when I finally stopped thinking about it, as soon as I started thinking about it again, I just laughed even harder. I did not stop thinking about it all day. And even now it's like, oh, mm, beautiful. It just reminds me of a, there was a meme that would happen every single April where somebody would be like, hey guys, guess what next month or tomorrow, or if it's like the 20th like or 30th is like what, what tomorrow is. And it would be just a picture of like dry uncooked ramen and people would be like, what? But then you have to think about it. It's literally like the layers of thought that you have to put together. Wait a second. Mm. Ramen, May. And then you're like, oh, my Justin God, this Timberlake's is Justin hair. Timberlake's hair. Mm-hmm. And then you realize <laughs> and your mind is just blown. You're like, oh, my God, this is the funniest thing ever. Or there was one. Uh, do you guys remember a bone apple tea? Yeah. Meme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one that said, um, <laughs> said, I made this and this. It's like uh, <laughs> osteoporosis. And they're like, what? And they're like, have we gotten to the point where we're just saying nonsensical things? And then they're like, no, this is what happens with uh, osteoporosis. They explain it. So it's like, so they mean bone atrophy. And I was like, holy shit. This is like next level humor that you have to probably have an mm. you know, <laughs> extensive research and like a college degree to get instantly. You just, you just have to be, you just have to have been paying attention to the internet for mm. years. Yeah. My, my discord group likes to call it having a completely broken sense of humor yeah. for, for things like that to just click instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, all the nonsense. It, I saw this one article is like, you know what's up with millennial humor and it's just like the all the nonsense things that it just like all these memes that are funny and it's just like this shouldn't be funny but it is like uh that's why I, every now and then i, I uh, dom i send you memes that you're just like oh my god this is great like this there was a uh, i think it was with sonic oh no it was the one of pac-man it said uh yeah i'm high on crack and it broke crack down as an acronym but it said respect for women yeah mm. it's, it's <laughs> i was great. like this is hilarious or the um 
it's a picture of like an ocean view with an open door and two like seals and it said will smith is trying to eat my soybean or trying to eat soybeans in my bed (laughs) (laughs) it's like this shouldn't be funny but it is just of how bizarre and like surreal it is (laughs) yeah man i feel that it's fucking wild it truly is it's like a lawless wasteland of humor it is everything's funny or nothing's funny at the same time yeah man it's god i love twitter i'm so glad zach fox is back Mm. oh yeah dude he's hilarious this is the best i also love that he directed um the dragon ball dureg video Mm -hmm. it's wild or, or Jesus is the one is one of the best songs in history. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's all like everything the man touches is fucking <laughs> just gold. It's hysterical. Yeah, he's he's next level. That dude is fucking great. Let's see. Uh, oh, I think it's about the time for a water break. Yeah. Water break part but two. when we return, we will discuss uh, the height of Internet Boyfriend's humor and how he gives dating advice. So stay tuned for that. Sounds good. And we're back for the third part of our interview with Internet Boyfriend. And as I said before the break, we're going to talk about uh, how he is an expert at giving dating advice. Mm -hmm. If you don't follow him already, you should follow him on Instagram because he every now and then you'll see a a question box that says, help me help you get laid. And then once he gets some answers, he starts (laughs) answering questions and they could either be funny responses or wholesome well-meaning responses so uh i i've heard you explain this a couple times on how it came about but i don't know maybe explain to listeners why why you started doing the dating advice thing yeah um okay so i i had this nine to five job uh i was working moving books around at a warehouse just like it was a great job because i i mean all the co-workers were fantastic it was simple work it was it paid my bills it was great however in the course of a day, I would go like wake up at six, get there at seven, be home at like five or five thirty. And in the course of those days, frequently would not have a conversation with a person. So after maybe four or five months of being there, I was like, shit, I got to start entertaining myself somehow or else I'm just going to have a fucking I'm not going to be able to have a conversation with somebody by the time that I have, I'm no longer at this job. And, um, I, one day I was like, well, I can't talk to anybody now because I'm just at lunch and I don't want to, I don't want to do a phone call with somebody right now. Maybe I'll just like do a question box and like give some dating advice. And the goal was like, okay, how can I give the worst possible dating advice to whoever like whatever the question is just like obscene stupid bullshit and like get a laugh because like I was not really laughing I realized I wasn't having I didn't have a lot of joy in my life other than like when I was working on music and even that had become like well shit I only have a couple hours at the end of the day to work on this 
I was, it was, I was mostly just sleeping a lot less, but, um, it was like, how can I make myself laugh and maybe get other people to laugh too? And it, it kind of just snowballed into this stupid thing where I was like, I can't even remember. It's been so long since I've done one, but like, um, what's a good example? Somebody was like, oh, okay. So at a certain point, somebody was like, somebody asked the question, like, hey, I've been dating this, or uh, not dating, like, hey, I'm friends with this girl, but I really want to date her, and she's friend-zoned me. How do I, um, how do I get out of the friend zone? And I was like, okay. Because each of the answers are like a 15-second Instagram video, like on the stories. So I was like, okay. So I just wanted to address this one. Like, the idea of the friend zone is problematic because it implies that a woman is an object that you can just like put coins into by being nice to her until at a certain point she owes you enough to have sex with her. That's problematic and it's, it's fucked up. Second, what you're going to want to learn how to do is neg. (laughs) It's just like, and and, you're like, hold on, what? (laughs) Yeah. And we just like cut right after neg. It's like, just like anytime there's a, a twist and like a lot of the advice is just bad. Like, I don't know, man. I, that was kind of the, that was always the point was like to give bad advice with the intention of getting a laugh. I like to make myself laugh more than anything else. I don't know. And, uh, but there have been a couple times where it's been like more wholesome advice. Um, like at one point there was a dude who was like, Hey man, I like if somebody slides in with a real genuine question, I am either one not going to answer it because it feels too heavy. Like at one point somebody was like, Hey, my dad died and like started to ask a question and then like slid into the DMS to keep asking, like just describing their situation. And I was like, I'm not qualified to help you here. (laughs) Wow. Um, But, but there was one time where a dude was like, he was like, hey, I think um, I think I'm attracted to this guy. I think I'm, I might be bisexual and I'm, I'm just like not sure how to deal with that. And I was like, yo, I like one, I can't make a joke about this. That would be fucked up. And two, I, I think I ended up saying something like, hey, man, like I fully support this. Like, like listen to your heart, like, exp- like do some self-exploration. It's, it's a challenging thing, like to reckon with your sexuality. I've. I haven't experienced that, but like, well, now that sounds like, oh, I'm not gay, but it was like, I was like, I know that I can't understand what the process is, but if you are kind to yourself as you move through it, and if you do your best to just be honest about what you need, that's the best way to go through it. And just like, trust your gut on this and be kind to yourself as you move through your, uh, your life. So, so it's like, there've been a couple of times I've tried to be, to be wholesome answer you know be helpful yeah instead of just like roasting somebody you know yeah like uh because i remember uh because i don't know uh because i got because i think i started following you like i want to say it was like september of last year or something so it's like i kind of caught it like i don't know if i caught the very first one but it's like at the beginning of when you were doing it and i'd always follow along and i remember there's this one uh because you save all the stories uh, there was one, a uh, y'all are wild and you were just like, okay, guys, I got to be honest with you. You guys are nuts. You guys <laughs> and, are fucking crazy. Cause <laughs> like, what's the, what's one of the craziest things that you've had someone ask you? Cause I know there's some really good ones in there and I'm just like, 
man, people are like taking advantage of this, like in the best way. Like, here, here's this wild thing I'm trying to do. <laughs> it was it's funny because like there there's a line. I think that people try sometimes it's difficult for me to tell whether it's like is somebody being serious here and is this a real situation that is just fucking outlandish or is somebody fucking with me and so like at one point I was propositioned for a threesome um yeah this girl was like yo my boyfriend and I would be down if you wanted to just like come she was like I don't know what your deal is but but we're looking for a third and I was like (laughs) (laughs) I was like like, oh okay (laughs) I was like I can't I don't know what to say to that but like blessings on your journey um (laughs) uh the one that still like haunts me because it it just feels so viscerally upsetting and just chaotic and wrong. This dude was like, hey, man, so my girl and I were doing, we're getting dirty and I ripped the tip of my penis. What should I do? I, actually, I think I remember that one. And I was like, go to a hospital. it's like what else are you saying like get help yeah (laughs) i I was like one seek medical attention two never do whatever you were doing again and then (laughs) that almost oh go ahead no, I was gonna say it almost sounds like he brought that question up like five seconds after it happened, and that was the first thing you could think of. Was, oh fuck, internet boyfriend, tell me what to do. He's like, he's like, oh, for your questioning. <laughs> oh, thank God, there's somebody I can talk to about this. And then he was like, like six months later, he was like, "Hey man, it's the dude with the ripped tip. Not sure if you remember. Not sure if you remember. Ha ha." But just wanted to let you know it's healing okay. My girlfriend and I still together. Um, our sex is a little less dry now. It's like, good, bro. Like, <laughs> I didn't need all that information. <laughs> it's so fucked man. up, man. Oh, that's 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 amazing. Fucking shout out to I, Rip Tip. Damn. <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a great name to call somebody. Oh, no, I loved guy. when I I loved when I saw your episode of uh, Will You Be My Friend that uh, Eric it was revealed he was the dude from Pasadena where the girl just ghosted him when she found out where he lived. Oh yeah, she was so raw. A poor guy. Yeah, cuz Greg uh, he he was explaining how it's like it's hard for him to hang out with girls cuz when they find out he lives in Pasadena, apparently it just is too far for people to go out to see him. No. And they just stop talking to him. Okay. All People right. in Los Angeles treat anything. It's so fucked up, dude. This city is full of the worst, some of the worst people in the world and some of the best, some of the best, but some of the worst as well. And it's for whatever reason, like the idea of a 20 minute drive feels far to people. It's like, no, like, uh, I don't know, but that's not, that's not even dating. That's just like, there are so many people who are just like, oh, I don't want to. It's going to be 20 minutes to get there. I don't want to. It's like, no, shut the fuck up. Live that's your life. A, 
It's so you want to date what? your neighbor? That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's also unfortunate because it's like Eric's such a nice guy. Like, who wouldn't want to hang out with him? It's like it's only twenty minutes. I mean, dude, we, living here, you're used to like driving thirty to forty minutes if you want to hang out with somebody, and it's no problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the days before we had cars, we'd walk like an hour, hour and a half just to go hang out with our friends. Yeah, Yo, every day eight miles one way just to hang out. Yeah, it's it's what it is. It's I don't know. But and it was yeah, actually a, 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 and then you, of course, you get the fun, you know, bots who are like, bro, check out my fire. It's like, this isn't, you're not asking what I'm asking you to ask me. This is just you being lame. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I'm, I, Instagram is a challenging thing to, to be patient with sometimes. But it's, again, it's not even Instagram. It's just specific people. Like some of the best people I know are people that I, communicate with mostly on instagram it's it happens yeah i mean i don't know i've just i i've met nothing but nice people on there so far i haven't had any like bad comments or anything like that and honestly i'm just i'm just surprised that i'm getting any likes on my posts to be honest <laughs> give it some time bro <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> actually one of my favorite artists um his name's count base d he actually said oh, yeah. that w- when he hit the ten thousand follower mark that's when he started getting like a bunch of spam all the time dude i mm. can't wait i want nothing more than to to just be to just hate all of the people that are that i'm interacting with right <laughs> i think that's how that's how i'll know i've made it is like when i hate every person that i have to have a conversation with oh boy <laughs> not even have to have a half when i hate every person that's reaching out to me oh lord that's it that's the good stuff that's yeah. a sweet spot mm-hmm. i i just love all the interesting things people do I, I never realized how funny a lot of you artists could be when it comes to like like you know like this like the mini songs you make or like uh the what was it yasmin's latest uh post that one song that she uh posted i think it was i forgot how it goes but uh it was really awesome and it's just that one yeah that one (laughs) i was like this is hilarious but it's like this slaps so hard (laughs) dude my younger brother edited that video oh he did yeah oh that's so cool yeah he's he's 19 he's dope oh that's awesome but yeah and then um what was it uh and then like other people you collaborate to like uh was it uh taylor uh it's at taylor from earth oh taylor yeah taylor dude, dude his stuff is awesome like i saw the snippet of a song he says he's gonna be an ep and i'm just like this dude's amazing his music is incredible he's it's he's brilliant he's a great singer and a fantastic human being and he's his lyrics are wonderful and his music is great and and i want it to be out in the world because it's it deserves to be it's so good yeah that's mm. yeah I yeah, it's definitely just, just so many cool things and cool people on Instagram. But it's like, you know, I just I also I can't wait for it either. It's like I can't wait till I start hating it because I'll be like, this is what success feels like. You just start to hate everything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Man. I, I think that success, uh, success, what success should be is like, you know, I'm content with what I do day to day. There's a roof over my head. I enjoyed the people in my life. I'm doing the best I can to make the world a better place for the people that I interact with. And if I get to go on tour, so be it. I don't know. That's going to be, but I, yeah, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I know. Uh, I know when, when we, when the pod blows up and gets, it gets like, you know, we start really rolling in. We'll, we'll fly you out. Have you do a show. Hell yeah, dude. 
Something That's like what that. I'm talking about. Oh. oh my goodness. Dude, I'm so ready to be able to go in public again. Yeah, it's uh, us being able to now. It's kind of nice. It's like like I sat down in a restaurant. Actually, it, actually, yesterday wasn't the first time I did before that mm. uh, last weekend. But just sitting out in a restaurant for the first time in like forever, I was like, so this is what it's like to go out again in public. Mm. I'm just waiting for movie theaters to open back up. Like, that's one of the things I was super upset about. Yeah. Because oh, well, that, our our local theater chain started a VIP program, and I signed up for it. Twenty bucks a month, I get to see three movies a week. Oh, sick! Yeah, and I was averaging two movies a week, and then the Rona happened, and it's like, well, I guess I'm not going to movies for a while. But they paused my you know membership, so I don't have yeah. to pay. But I was good. actually going to ask you, James. Um, Tenant was pushed back. Did yeah, you hear about yeah, that? I found out about that. Yeah, uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenant. Yeah, they got pushed back a couple weeks. I think it's like the 20 something. 31st or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's like the 31st the or something month. like that. I don't know. I mean, they were they were stubborn for a while. They were like not about like pushing back because they're like, we're 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 going to be open by this time. I have not heard of this movie. Look up the trailer. It's a, it's it's oh. it's going to be amazing. What's it about? Uh, it's very vague. And the only thing we know is there's some sort of concept of time reversal. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be like some kind of like espionage spy type thriller. Mm. It star it stars a uh, John David Washington, who's Denzel Washington's son, and uh, oh. Robert Pattinson. What the fuck? Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. Just check out the trailer. It's super awesome. Tenet. But, yeah, it's called Tenet. T E N E T. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a I'll give it a watch. Yeah, it's a. I, I'm super excited. I'm just I'm just excited to go to the theater again because I like going to the movies. And when I couldn't, I was like, damn. I mean. I don't really have time to go to movies, but it'd be nice to have the option. Yeah, I feel that. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, I'm just happy that I can. I, at least we weren't like, you know, forced to stay indoors, like exclusively. I mean, dude, I still I, go for a walk. I wish we had been because New Zealand handled this shit perfectly. They put everybody on lockdown for like th- two weeks. And after two weeks of everybody, like you can't leave your house unless you're getting groceries. You can't go anywhere unless it's essential unless you absolutely fucking need to two weeks of that and then another two week period where it's like okay you can you can spend time with like small i think i think this is what they did but like you can spend time with small groups of people like inside still not gather in public and you can only show up like you can still only get groceries and you can take like one 30 minute walk a day where you're socially distancing and now they're fucking fine they have no cases of covid there's they handled it like their death toll was so small i don't know if anybody even died from coronavirus in new zealand yes it's a small nation however if similar um action if similar strategies had been implemented in the united states this could have been handled by the end of fucking april like it's and instead, it's going to like the death toll is going to keep rising. And we have not even seen the end of a first wave here. It's so. So frustrating. You know, it's wild. I saw an article saying that uh, it was Japan lifting their state of emergency. Apparently, they've only had 85 deaths and no lockdown. Wow. I was like, man, you guys must know how to. <laughs> they probably are perfect at social distancing, despite how compact their nation is. Dude, All they had and, to do know, was take it seriously. That's yeah. It. All they had to do. And 
No, we have Donald fucking Trump, the worst person in America, possibly the world, elected to run this fucking country. And he fired the two, the pandemic response team in 2018, didn't fill any of those seats, sat around with his thumb up his ass and with a fucking his other finger just like waiting to press the nuke button uh or typing twitter twitter posts yeah exactly Mm -hmm. no you're right excuse me he's not uh, just one hand fully up his own ass and one hand on his cell phone on twitter just doing actual tangible harm every fucking day that he sits in that office sullying it like Let's not, I don't want to sit here and pretend that a lot of positive things have happened in the Oval Office because, as we know, this is a nation built on slavery uh, mm-hmm. and stolen from, oh, wow, my stomach just gurgled super loud. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> this, is, this is a nation built on slavery, stolen from the indigenous people that lived here. And Donald Trump is simply the apex of all of the bullshit that has been allowed to run rampant in our nation since its inception. And it is so on the one hand, so bizarre to be alive at this time. And on the other hand, exciting because it feels like shit might change. It's funny. I had a, I made a joke. Um, I think it was somebody yesterday. Um, 2016 is to Terminator as 2020 is to Terminator two. Because uh, think about what happened in 2016. That's like, oh, that's like Terminator. Terminator 2 was so wild compared to that movie. 2020 is like, oh my God, what is going on? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's not wrong. Well, on that note, uh, I think we can uh, actually start to wrap up here. So uh, that, that feels like a good Dom, place as any. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a good place, Ed. Well, Dom, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. It was a delight. We'll have to have you mm, back. It's been great. Uh, so uh, I don't Do you have any any words of wisdom, advice, anything, any final thoughts you want to say um, to our listeners? Yeah, I think most important thing right now is make sure make sure you continue to educate yourself about um, the systems of injustice that our nation is founded on. Um, be kind to yourself as you're doing that. Don't you have like a catchphrase or something? You, you've said it multiple times. It's a, I think it's in your Twitter. I think it's your Instagram bio. Oh, yeah. My the the sort of words that I live live by. Uh, are seek joy and be kind Um, because if like there's not always joy for us to experience in the moment but if we look for it we cannot find it unless we are looking for it and it is only by being kind to ourselves and to others that um i i don't know i just think it's the best way to move through the world like it's you create more positive you create more actual tangible change when you are kind to somebody than if you're an asshole so so those are the words i would say leave <laughs> leave people with all right and uh i guess yeah. uh, tell everybody where to find you you can find me on instagram at internet bf i-n-t-r net bf and you can find me on twitter at internet bf 69420 <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> oh nice <laughs> <laughs> nice Oh, that's the old teenage Xbox gamer tag. <laughs> 69 yeah, 420. I should put like the like lowercase capital X in front of and behind it too. <laughs> well, that's the show, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>